We continue to monitor the funeral for the fallen police officer, Peter Jerving. It's taking place right now at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield. George Papacristo, Milwaukee Police Chaplain, is speaking. We expect next that the family and friends of Peter Jerving will speak. And then it will be a blessing, some more music, and eventually they will take the ceremony outside. I want to go right now. Let's go to Chaplain Papacristo and listen in as the funeral takes place live. In the midst of our sorrow, we thank you for your supernatural grace in facing death. We thank you for the promise of life everlasting. And in the face of separation, we thank you for the assurance of eternal reunion. We look forward to that day where we can all rejoice together. And we thank you that we are not without hope or comfort at this time. Thank you for making your presence very real to Peter's family and loved ones, and that you will especially strengthen and sustain them in the days, weeks, and months to come. For you have promised I will never leave you nor forsake you. May you bless Peter Jerving, and may his memory be eternal. May you bless the Jerving family, the City of Milwaukee Police Department, its members, and police officers throughout the country. Please bless the leadership of our departments, our cities, our state, and our nation, and may you continue to bless the United States of America. We offer our prayer in the name of him who is the resurrection, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time, we will hear remembrances from family members. That was George Papacristo, Milwaukee Police Chaplain. Family and friends of Peter Jerving now make their way onto the stage to remember their friend, their family member, their hero. This is at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield. Papa Cristo leaves. The family member makes their way up onto the stage area at the church, adjusting the microphone. Holy Father, I come before your holy presence with praise and thanksgiving in my heart. Your holy word says that if I ask in faith and believe that you have heard me, you will answer. I believe. I ask that you would bless all the police officers who are here today, bless their families and all the districts they represent. I ask that you would lead and guide their superiors to make wise decisions. You have called these men and women to these jobs and they are dedicated to uphold the laws of this land. They are dedicated to that end only. Help this nation to see that the police are not their enemy. Father. Please bless all the officers of my District 4 of Milwaukee and every member of their families. Please help them to deal with their grief and trauma. And I ask for you to wipe away any bitterness that they might have in their hearts toward the young man who cut down Peter. I also ask for you to please bless the family of that young man and especially the heart of his mother. She also lost a son on February 7th. Please, please help them to see that Peter was not their enemy, nor am I. Father, I ask you to help the mothers and fathers of Milwaukee to love, lead, and guide their children in the right ways to go so no more beautiful young men or young women might die. I know that's a tall order, Lord but I serve an awesome God. Please bless all of those of my city, my state, and my nation who want to bless my family. We so appreciate their prayers, their generosity, their love, and their sacrifices for us. Bless all of them back sevenfold. 
As always, I abide in your loving kindness, and I am eternally grateful for the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for our sins. I ask all of these things in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That is Patty Jerving. She is the mother of fallen officer Peter Jerving. She grabs her water, wipes her tears, and steps away from the podium. Off to her right, just off to the side, Patty Jerving. Good afternoon. Thank you all for coming and showing your support and love for Peter, his family, and our extended family, the wonderful people of the Milwaukee Police Department, the Fire Department, the rescue people, hospitals, nurses, doctors, everyone. How many of you went to Sunday school as kids? If you want to raise your hand, if you don't, it'd be nice to see them. Thank you. How many of you cravingly waited for summer vacation from school only to be shuffled off to vacation Bible school to get you out of your mother's hair? Probably a lot more of you, or a bunch of the same. All of you have probably heard some quirky stories about a young shepherd boy, David, who became the king of Israel. Let's talk a bit more about David after he became king. David lost two sons, and he responded differently in each case. When his son Absalom was killed, David cried out, Oh, Absalom, my son, my son, would to God I had died in your place. This is a normal response. It is what we all feel, particularly a parent who has lost a child. It is not a wrong response, but as survivors we eventually grow beyond it. We realize that it is a short-term response. Oh Peter, my son, would to God I had died in your place. I am old. And you are still a young man, my son, Peter, my son. This is my response at this present time, and it is not a wrong response. The other son David had, the other son David lost, was his first son by Bathsheba. The child died seven days after he was born one day before he would have been circumcised. David had spent those seven days in sackcloth and ashes, fasting and praying for that child to survive. Strangely, when the child died, Scripture tells us he arose from his grief, he washed himself, he put on clean clothes, and he ate. David quickly went back to doing the job of being king. This was not a typical response, not a normal response. 
David explained it this way, I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Essentially, he was saying, I as well will die someday. But for now, it is time to go about the work of the kingdom. My son Peter knew that the job he had was like running on the edge of a precipice. He understood, as do all of you guys out there and gals out there, that every day and every night you go out, you may not return home at the end of it. But Peter ran this race with gusto, with the joy of life. You've all seen all those pictures out there of, them, of him, and all these pictures that have been up here. That smile, that greatness of camaraderie with his friends and his family. This is not someone who was approaching life as if it were some bitter pill to endure, or a reason to be angry and resentful toward God, or to turn inward and become a hermetically sealed, plastic human person. Peter loved life. He loved his life. He loved your lives. He celebrated every day he had with you, his dear brothers and sisters. I know he would have wanted you to remember him that way. Grieve, yes, for however long you need to. That is normal. It is natural. It is how God made us. But then, when your grieving is over, get up. Wash your face. Put on the uniform of your chosen profession and get back out there and do the work of the kingdom. There is still more work to be done. And do it with the joy of life that made you want to get into this race in the first place. It is said of Jesus in the New Testament that he, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, suffering the shame. He knew that beyond the horror and pain of his death lay the great salvation of his people. We are saved from sin and death because Jesus joyfully endured the hard work of the kingdom, even his own death. He is our example in life and certainly was an example to Peter. Brethren, family, people, this is not Sunday school anymore. This is not about a pretty paper star for good attendance. Peter Jerving, my son, has finished the race and will receive a glorious crown. Like him, we have a job to do. We have a mission to complete. For me, it will be finished when God calls me home. For you as well, when God calls you home. Hopefully that will be many years from now. Until that time, I will run this race, and I know you will as well. We will run this race with great joy, knowing that in God's perfect time, we will receive the same glorious crown. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Applause for the injured father of Peter Jerving. That is Douglas Jerving. He grabs 
the hand of Patty Jerving, the mother, and walks off stage to applause. Oh, that I had died in your place. I am old, you are young, oh, Peter. Douglas Jerving spoke those words as he quoted scripture, battling back tears and walking off stage. We will now hear from others that served with Peter Jerving. I'm Wes Jerving. I share Peter's name because we're cousins. Uh, my father is the younger brother of my uncle Doug, so obviously I've known Peter my whole life. Um, I wanted to talk about Peter from a personal standpoint and also from the standpoint of being a police officer, although I'm a sergeant now, so I'm only halfway a police officer these days. <laughs> As kids, uh, Peter and I would do stupid stuff together with our brothers and sisters and my older brother. And as teenagers, we did stupider stuff together. And then we became adults and continued to do stupid stuff together. Um, Peter was a guy who could fight. I don't know if any of you have talked to any of his family, but uh, there's a lot of stories about Pete. And he's a bit of a scrapper and into MMA and that sort of thing. And one time I was over, and Andrew and Pete got out the boxing gloves. And they said, uh, how would you like to fight? And me being dumb, I said, uh, I would like to fight. I'll show you what I'm made of. And my Uncle Doug, he just kind of had a funny smile on his face. And uh, because some lessons in life you don't have to say, right? Unlike the lessons that you taught him about love and Jesus. This one was a self-correcting problem. So I get on the boxing gloves and I'll see on the, out of the corner of my eye, I see my dad running up. And he grabs me and he says, uh, you don't want to do that. Uh, what do you mean? He said, well, uh, we got to go home. And on the car ride home, he explained to me that uh, Peter had a little street in him. And uh, as you know, and I have less. <laughs> and I would have regretted having boxed with Peter. <laughs> as we grew older, we, we hung out, we played softball together. And you know, Pete's an athlete. And again, I am less. Uh, so I invited him to play on, a, on the teams that I played on as an adult, and anytime we needed someone for flag football, I mean, he would just show up, and he'd become part of the team, even though he had been a player that was just there to fill a role for one day. Same with the softball and, and all the sports and the bowling and everything. I mean, just he was a winner, and he, if he was on your team, you became a winner too. And I know all of you at District 4 know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that uh, being on Peter's team makes us all winners and everybody in law enforcement here. I introduced Peter to a lot of my friends, and uh, would you know, that guy, he became better friends with them than I am. <laughs> Just because he's such a happy guy, I mean, he's smiling and he tells jokes all the time, and uh, I was talking to Josh Harris uh, from District 4, and he said that he never saw him leave work where he wasn't smiling or laughing. And I never saw Peter where he wasn't smiling or laughing, unless he was giving you that look that you had just said something stupid. And you guys know what I'm talking about with the raised eyebrows. There's a picture of it that was playing before. <clears throat> I became a police officer. I've been in law enforcement uh, for about 15 years. And when I heard that Peter was going to finally become a police officer, I was ecstatic because I knew he was the, exactly the kind of man that we needed in our profession. A man of action, a man who was fit, but also a man who was filled with loving kindness the exact kind of person that we need on the street to be able to serve our community. After I heard that, that Peter had died early in the morning, I, uh, I was uh, brokenhearted, as we all are. And uh, you law enforcement officers and 
fire personnel will understand this, uh, sometimes you just fall asleep wherever you are. And as I was dozing off, I thought, well, when I see Peter at his funeral, what am I going to say to him? And I woke up immediately and I realized that I can't. He's gone. But if we had one chance to say something to Peter, what would it be? What would we say? Would we say, I'm sorry? I'm sorry that we weren't closer and that when we played ball together, sometimes I was terrible. <laughs> he wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want us to say that we were sorry. He would give you that funny look when you're saying something stupid. Would you say I love you if it was the last thing that you could say to him? Oh, he knew we loved him, especially as brothers and sisters and mom and dad, as you can hear from the kind words that they shared. Their family and our family is just filled with love. He knew that we loved him. So what could we say? I would say thank you. Thank you, Peter, for being the example of what a man is to be, so that my own sons, I have four, when they grow up, I hope that they would follow in your example and be examples of loving kindness, joy, steadfastness, and hard work, that they would follow in the love of Jesus Christ, as Peter did. I would say thank you for laying down your life for your friends, for being a good partner, a policeman, and a loving cousin. Thank you, Peter. Wes Jerving, the cousin of Peter Jerving, saying his cousin was a winner. He was on your team. You also became a winner. I have been grateful to have known the Jervings since I was 12 years old. Doug and Patty had seven beautiful children. Rachel, Becky, Kathy, Faith, Peter, Andrew, and James. Although times were hard, they brought in another one, which was myself. And I will ever be grateful. You can only imagine the fun we had with such a big family. And boy, did we have tons. When the schoolroom key was missing, we were all we were all punished, even me. I think I was more punished with the Jervings than my own house, to be honest. Peter and I, oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. Sorry. Peter was a protector like his father. He adored his mother. He was my first love, to be honest with you. Our song was Angel of Mind by Monica. <laughs> and Peter, you will always be an angel of mine, an angel of ours. And I just want to say thank you for always being such a good friend to me. And I love you. God bless you all.
You're listening to live coverage of the Peter Jerving funeral from Elmbrook Church in Brookfield on WTMJ. From maybe his first love to his most recent love, I have a message from Megan, his girlfriend. To, I can't believe you're going to make me say this. To my Petey Pie. I'll never forget the first time I saw you. I walked into the New Berlin Ale House and found you sitting at the bar. You had told me you were going to wear a hat because you didn't have time to get a haircut. I thought, oh great, this guy is bald. (laughs) But before I even asked, you assured me you weren't. You'd picked a spot where you could see me walk in. You waved at me like a fool. We all know that Peter look. Waved at me like a fool with that huge grin, like we had known each other for years. We sat there for hours talking. Good decision on wearing that hat. I couldn't take my eyes off of you. On our second date, you took me to dinner. Afterwards, you tried to impress me by driving that ridiculous blue Jeep on the sidewalk. (laughs) Don't tell us, Captain. I didn't know then whether to run or to join in on your craziness, but I was hooked. I tried to laugh it off in the beginning and to pretend that this wasn't anything serious, but I couldn't deny it. I knew it was. Everyone saw it. We spent every second we could together. I always got mad because I wanted to see you more. I always got mad because um, I always wanted more time with you. I always wanted to be near you. I always told you if it was up to me, I would be with you 24-7. You were my person, my favorite person. You were my favorite part of my day, my every day. My person that I was waiting my whole life to find my person who completed me. You brought such joy to the world, to everyone's life. There's not a single person who didn't meet you uh, and who didn't instantly love you. You made me laugh more than I've laughed my whole life. I miss you so much, Pete. Your smile, your high-pitched laugh, your hugs, your kisses, the way you thought you were a better athlete than me. I even miss you snoring in my ear. Boy, you love to sleep. You love to sleep so much. You loved sleeping more than anyone I knew. (laughs) Now no one or anything can interrupt your sleep. Sleep well, my love. I'll love you forever and ever, boy, and forevermore. That is Pastor Alexis Twitto, the sister-in-law of Peter Jerving, reading a note from Peter Jerving's girlfriend. A message from his sister, Becky, and her husband, my brother, John. (coughs) Excuse me. Becky writes, On behalf of my husband, John, and I, I would like to share this with all of you. Peter and I would talk about what we wanted to do or be in life as far as careers. And I know John had many conversations with him about life because Pete always cared and confided in him. 
One day, Pete said, Becky, I want to be a police officer. What do you think? And I looked at him and said, um, you're crazy? But no one, not even me, could stop him from doing something he was very passionate about and wanting to do. And he did it damn well. We couldn't be more proud of him for taking on this job to risk his life for you, for me, for this whole community that he loved. Pete was raised here in Milwaukee and as Christians, and we were taught that when you pass, you are seated at the right hand of God in heaven. I'll share this prayer with you, Becky writes, to hopefully give you all some comfort and peace. She prays. Heavenly Father, I pray that you give each and everyone here strength to get through this day and every day after, afterwards as we have lost a huge part of our hearts and souls. Cover us with your peace and understanding. We believe that he is yours to confide in now and forever. Take care of Pete until our end days. In your name we pray. Amen. She says, lastly, uh, John, who she confides in, reminds her that life and time is so important and you never know when it'll be cut short. So make time and keep smiling because Pete would want that. And let's start today. The final words uh, shared will be from Brother Drew. This is Peter Jerving's brother, Drew. Hello, everyone. Um, Peter's brother, Drew. And uh, it's just something I wrote out sincerely from the heart. And please bear with me if I stumble. Some of you all here in attendance tonight may not have been blessed with the title of brother biologically. I myself have had that honor with four sisters and two brothers of my very own. While branching out even further from our bloodline, the title of brother has been graciously bestowed upon those deserving of the name. Brotherhood is a foundation it is a bond. It is an everlasting connection between men and women alike. Brotherhood is an unshakable, immovable, and impenetrable fortress of strength and love. I would like to take this time to speak words from my heart and soul concerning my brother, your brothers, our brothers, dear brother, when the time for action arose, you complied with no fear. Dear brother, when the city was in danger, you answered the radio call. Dear brother, when the world called for a hero, you never resisted. Dear brother, I need to know what the 1013 is in heaven. Dear brother, 
What is your 1020? I miss you. Dear brother, for your bravery, for your everlasting love, for your legacy, and for all of those who now stand watch on earth in your place, I salute you. Brother Drew Jerving, service being led by Pastor Alexis Twido at Umbrook Church in Brookfield. You're listening to live coverage of the funeral for fallen police officer Peter Jerving on WTMJ. Man, y'all, we got a great family, <laughs> just so you know. I now invite you to please join with us in praying together the Lord's Prayer, which is printed in your bulletin. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh God, our Lord, you came to earth to show us what true love looks like in the form of your son, Jesus. You taught us that love is about sacrifice, virtue, and service. You taught us that love means to lay down your life for one another. And so, oh God, we bless you and we thank you for the life and legacy of officer Peter Eric Christian Jerving, who modeled that selfless love in service of his community. Let us now commend Peter Eric Christian to the mercy of God, our maker and redeemer. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your son, Peter. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive him into the arms of your mercy into the blessed rest of everlasting peace and into the glorious company of all the saints in light and let the people say amen. You can tell that this is a very spiritual family and in the midst of even this our grief, we know that our God is an awesome God. So we don't leave with a morning song today. Our sending final song is our God is an awesome God. You're listening to the funeral service for Peter Jerving at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, live on WTMJ. When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ribs. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his face. Our God is an awesome God. Lord. 
these buttons turn us very close So you better be believing that our God is an awesome God receive this blessing. May the God of all mercy and consolation grant you perfect peace and a living hope, glorious grace and steadfast love filled with faith through Jesus Christ our Lord until the day breaks and the shadows flee. In Christ's name, amen. This concludes our service, but not our honoring of Peter. I believe we have a message from the honor guard to explain how we will continue to honor Peter. listening to live coverage of the Peter Jerving funeral on WTMJ, Greater Milwaukee Fire and Police Pipes and Drums making their way onto the stage.
That is the Greater Milwaukee Pipes and Drums. We've had to do this far too often, unfortunately. We will now get some instruction on what will happen next. You're listening to live coverage of the Peter Jerving funeral on WTMJ. On behalf of Patty and Doug and the rest of Peter's family, we want to thank you for taking your time out of your busy lives to honor our brother, Milwaukee police officer Peter Jerving and his family. Please remain seated while I dismiss groups in order. At this time, all, inv- all are invited to outside to observe the graveside rites and law enforcement honors. After the graveside rites are over, when you go to your vehicles, those wishing to leave ahead of the law enforcement processional may do so through the northwest driveway of the parking lot and proceed west. If you wish to be part of the procession, watch for the parking attendants who will let you know when it is your time to go. Squads are encouraged to blip their sirens as they pass the first entrance to the Wisconsin Memorial Park where the family will be watching the procession. If you do not wish to be part of the procession to the cemetery, you are invited to join the Milwaukee Police Department and the family at the American Family Field located at One Brewer's Way, Milwaukee. Please enter through the clock tower and proceed to the Miller Park Park Club level. At this time, all dignitaries, please exit the back of the sanctuary and look to the Wisconsin Honor Guard Association staff for further direction. All right, so you're listening live to the funeral for Peter Jerving at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield. The resources of WTMJ have been deployed, and we're going to check in with them often this afternoon. Debbie is on your road. She's going to help get you home as we head through the rest of the afternoon. Uh, We'll give you that procession route coming up here momentarily. want to check in first with WTMJ's Jason Smith, who is at Elmbrook Church. He is outside. Jason, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing today, John? Okay. So outside there at the church, it's a sun-splashed afternoon, mild for this time of year, 50 degrees. Law enforcement already outside. What Tell us what you're seeing. Yeah, law enforcement, they, they are outside, but I'm standing across the street from the church. It's a line of people. Um, really, a lot of them have been standing here throughout the whole service, uh, multiple people waving their American flags. I even saw somebody with a sign that had a blue heart. And inside the heart, it it says sending prayers and love. So right now, yeah, everybody's across the street from the church waiting on um, the cars to start streaming out to start the procession uh, to the burial site. Are there police officers and civilians? Are you seeing a mixture of both, or is it more one than the other? So across the street, it's just all civilians, and then the police officers are more so in front of the, at the end of the driveway. So getting ready to direct, um, getting ready to direct traffic. But other than that, I see police officers coming outside of the church right now. They are. We're looking at a live feed now. The first officers are beginning to walk out of the church. There is a a solemn guard presence outside the church. People holding flags, Wisconsin flags, American flags, at attention as dignitaries, the first to be dismissed, the command staff and others from the Milwaukee Police Department and neighboring departments are now exiting Elmbrook Church as they make their way toward the parking lot and toward their vehicles. Uh, Jason, are you seeing multi-generations? Are there young people, older people, anybody there with their kids? Yeah, it's all multi-generations. I mean, you got the older folks, you got the middle-aged folks, and then you got some younger folks. Um, Right now, across the street, um, 
yeah, everybody is just basically waiting for the procession to start. Everybody Before, everybody was just talking a little bit. Um, I was talking to this one guy holding the American flag, asking what's just the emotions going through your head, and he was just talking about how the two emotions he feels is sadness and disbelief. Um, he talked about how he can't believe how basically a man could get gunned down just trying to protect his community. So he- the hearts are heavy here, and they're just waiting to see the next moves. WTMJ's Jason Smith. All right, Jason, stand by. We're going to come back to you momentarily. Want to check in for the first time with Wyatt Barmar Pooley. He is out on the route, which will eventually lead the 9.6 miles from Elmbrook Church to Wisconsin Memorial Park. Tell us where you are, Wyatt. I am on the overpass of Pilgrim Road overlooking Capitol Drive, which is where the procession will go down uh, southbound to Wisconsin Memorial Park. I am already now seeing some people gathering, some on the sides of Capitol Drive, some on the overpass. People down on the sides of the uh, the streets have uh, flags. They are here clearly awaiting the procession. Are there lots of people? Are they different age? Uh, paint the picture of who you're seeing, Wyatt. Right now it's less than a dozen, but I've already seen that number double and triple within the last few minutes. People are definitely arriving now. Uh, I was here earlier than most of them, but people are, we've got three people on the overpass. These are older gentlemen, two older gentlemen and a, a younger person in what looks to be city worker attire. He has a neon vest on. We saw that last week at the memorial as well outside District 4. Colleagues from other departments in the city coming to pay their respects to Officer Jerving. White Barmer Pooley along the route. We will check back in with you, Wyatt, coming up momentarily. Thank you. So this is how this will work now. They will come out into the parking lot, and officers and others are beginning to stream out of the church. And instead of going right to their vehicles, they will stand in the parking lot. The silver hearse is in the parking lot. And the last call, the end-of-watch call, will take place for Peter Jerving. It's a ceremony in which, after a police officer's death, the officers of his unit and other departments gather around a police radio. The police dispatcher issues one call to the officer, followed by silence. There will be a second call. There will be more silence. It's a symbolic way of ending watch permanently for that officer who's no longer with us. It's a practice that really started in the mid-2000s on the East Coast. Uh, spread to the West Coast, and it's become, um, unfortunately, more prevalent at departments across America. The sun shining down in the parking lot at Elmbrook Church. There are fire trucks. There are squads from throughout southeast Wisconsin as well as neighboring states. There's a funeral home presence, including the hearse, as those officers begin to gather outside. Don't always get a lot of sunshine in February. But this is a bright, sunny day. It reminds me that it was four years ago to the day. It was four years ago today that Matthew Rittner was laid to rest. That Matthew Rittner, Milwaukee police officer and former Marine, had his funeral. That last call, last watch, went out for Matthew Rittner four years ago to the day. Hard to believe. We went through two deaths, line-of-duty deaths in 2018 in the Milwaukee Police Department, two more in 2019. Hadn't happened in 22 years. Four deaths in two years, and it hadn't happened again until the death of Peter Jerving, and now four years later to the day when Matthew Rittner was laid to rest. 
fallen Milwaukee police officer Peter Jerving, killed in the line of duty, will also be laid to rest. Much more comfortable than that day when Matthew Rittner was laid to rest. That was a cold, blustery February day, more of a typical February day than what we're looking at today. And I remember where I was on that day, and I didn't realize it was exactly four years ago to the day. And I remember watching it on television, and that was at the Oak Creek Assembly of God Church yep. at the time. And this last call ceremony is just heartbreaking, chilling, and full of just respect and honor. I was in this very chair. I, I can't believe that it's been four years. Hundreds and hundreds of police officers now continue to come outside. It is unbelievable, this show of respect, this show of power, this tribute and emotion being poured out into the parking lot of Elmbrook Church in Brookfield. The casket of Officer Jerving remains inside. The officers continue to come outside. Every rank, it doesn't matter. You heard his cousin Wes joke that I'm half a police officer now because I'm a sergeant. Oftentimes the younger guys and the guys and gals on the street refer to the those that are in the command staff and those that have the stripes on their arms as not really cops anymore. Wes Jerving kind of playing into that to Peter Jerving's colleagues who were seated in the audience there. Captain Bradley... Schley from the 4th District, his captain in that district, his commanding officer. I saw him come out of the church. Chief Jeffrey Norman, of course, is there. The rest of the command staff. I saw a couple of deputy inspectors that I recognize. Cavalier Johnson has come outside the church. I don't know if the governor or anybody at the state level is here. I have not seen any of those people in the past. Sometimes they've been here. Sometimes they haven't. The pictures are just incredibly poignant. It's officer after officer after officer coming outside the church. It's a steady stream. And you know the phrase, a thin blue line. Well, this is a line of officers that keeps building. It's at least eight people deep. It at least, and it's going to keep line. building. And you're noticing flags at half-mast all around the state today in honor of Officer Peter Jerving. Yep, the, uh, the governor ordering all the flags be flown at half-staff today throughout the state of Wisconsin. You can see the vehicle that the family will use to uh, be part of the procession. And, John, it's worth no noting that um, with all these officers from the Milwaukee PD here on honoring Peter Jerving, all the area police departments that have not sent officers here are covering for these people. It's a great point here to offer. That's, that's another level of honor that they're giving. Uh, Debbie, let's talk about the route quickly as we wait for the last call. We've been told that the route will go from Elmbrook church North on Barker road to Capitol and then take a and right. Right. And then it'll go eastbound on Capitol drive. And if you know where the, where the, um, where the Memorial Park is, it's on the south side of Capitol Drive. So um, as they go by at Barker Road, on Barker Road, uh, north on Barker Road, and then they take east on Capitol Drive, they follow that all the way to the Memorial Park. Um, and, and that's right at roughly 132nd and Capitol. Yeah, so if you're familiar with how the, how the grid is, um, they will head east 
on Capitol. Before they get to that really busy intersection at 124th and Capitol, it's right there, as you said, Deb, on the right side of the road. And it's 9.6 miles is what it will take them to get there. We're expecting hundreds of vehicles literally in the procession. Uh, They will avoid the interstate system, but if you are out and about in the Brookfield area, uh, you might want to avoid this area. You can show up and pay your respects if you'd like on an overpass or an intersection, but if you're looking to get somewhere, you will want to avoid that. They are going to be closing off a lot of the intersections and such to to make things a little bit easier and smoother, but this this is going to be an impressive procession. Honoring Officer Peter Jerving, you're listening to continuing coverage on WTMJ as police officers continue to stream out of Elmbrook Church and fill the parking lot. A still day, a still and sunny day as they exit that church sanctuary, walking past honor guard officers, flags, not even a breeze to flap those flags on this February day. Dozens of American flags, dozens of Wisconsin flags, full-size flags, Officers standing at attention as police officers continue to stream out of that church as we await the end of watch call for Peter Jerving. 37 years old, four-year veteran of the Milwaukee Police Department. Gunned down, trying to apprehend an armed robbery suspect. Wow, that's a lot of people. And every time you think that the procession is ending, that less people are coming out, it just continues and continues and continues. I don't know what the capacity is of Elmbrook. It is one of the largest churches in the U.S., and weekly the attendance averages 7,000 people. That's a lot That's of how people. many people fit in Elmbrook Church. And yes, people, it hasn't lightened up. It just continued to stream out. Uh, Let's check back in with WTMJ's Jason Smith, who is with us on the WTMJ hotline. Uh, Jason, from across the street, what does this look like? What are you seeing with all these officers? So, yeah, we're seeing the officers just pile, like you said, just continuously streaming out. Um, That's what it just seems as if it's a steady stream of people just coming out. I know it's a lot of people because when I first got here, I drove past the parking lot and it was packed. It was completely packed, um, really both sides. So there is a lot of people, and they just keep coming out. But that's really all you see from my, from this side, um, from across the street. You just see people coming out. Are there people over on the side of the street with you? What What's going on over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people just standing here um, basically just watching. Um, like, obviously, it's other, like, cameras and stuff. But, yeah, it's people just standing here watching, waving the flags, um, some of them conversing. And a lot of these people have been out here the whole time. Like, I see three kids right here. It's a little uh, a little girl with a flag. You know, we keep talking about the weather, bright sunshine. It's 50 degrees. Are people bundled up? Is it comfortable? For February, this is very mild. How comfortable are people? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, people seem pretty comfortable. I mean, they got light jackets on. Um, I see a couple, they got their hands in their pockets. I mean, people got their gloves on. Because I know when you stand out for too long, you get it do get a little chilly. But it, it feels good outside. People look comfortable. Like, they look like um, they came ready. Jason, is it very, very quiet there? See, yeah, it's quiet. Like, and pe- the people who's conversing, like, they're doing it amongst themselves, kind of, like, whispering a little bit. But, yeah, it's, it, it is quiet. It's a somber mood. It really is even though it's a sunny day. 
Jason, you were there earlier today. Is there a difference in the type of people that were there or the feeling or the vibe versus this morning? Yeah, so like, yeah, when I first got here, it was literally just one person standing outside, standing across the street with his flag. And I, I took a couple pictures of him, and that's the person who I talked to. Um, he, he was the only person here, and he, uh, he's been posted with that flag for about three hours. Uh, but as time went, time kept going on, people started piling in, piling in, and now it's, uh, it's a long line. It's probably about 15 people right now standing across the street from the church, and that's not even including the cameras, the cameramen. WTMJ's Jason Smith is with us. Jason, you get the sense that people who know Peter Jerving, or at least knew him well, are inside of the church. To me, that's part of the amazing part of the story, where you were standing over there, probably none of those people even knew Peter Jerving, but it was important to them to show up and pay their respects. Exactly, exactly, because like the the man I talked to, he said his heart just goes out to him, because he thinks about family, he thinks about kids, he, he thinks about so many things that goes through his head, from basically a man trying to protect his community, and now he's just gone. So they empathize. That's that's the word. They, they empathize. WTMJ's Jason Smith. All right, stand by, Jason. We'll come back to you uh, coming up shortly here. You know, it strikes me on a day like this, as we give this final salute to hero Peter Jerving, that I don't think about police officers being in danger every single day. When something like this happens, you do. Otherwise, we go about our business. We go about our life. We know that it's dangerous. We know that bad things happen. But on a day like today where there are literally hundreds of police officers from jurisdictions from throughout the Midwest, it just brings home how dangerous this is and how real it is. And this can happen in any department and in any neighborhood. And I'll just speak for myself. I I take it for granted. I know what they do is dangerous. I know it can change on a dime. I know there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. But when you see something like this, a robbery in Jerving's district happens after midnight. He and his partner are dispatched when the suspect is located on the south side, not even in their district anymore. And Jerving goes without hesitation. His officer partner gets in a scuffle. Jerving goes to help. A gun battle erupts, and Jerving is shot and killed. You don't expect that to happen. You don't expect that to happen in any city. And today, Peter Jerving, being recognized and celebrated for making the ultimate sacrifice to keep the rest of us safe. Things have quieted down at the church now. It looks like most of the officers have left the church. We're looking at a live feed coming into our newsroom. The sun shining, the shadows being cast late afternoon on this February day. No more officers coming out of the church. Those that are out are standing at attention. We're seeing two ladder trucks from the Milwaukee Fire Department with a large American flag hanging from those ladder trucks, very similar to what we saw outside the medical examiner's office last week. And the procession will pass under those, and it will head up Barker Road North to Capitol Drive East, 9.6 miles Wyatt Barmar Pooley is along the route, and he is with us this afternoon. Uh, Wyatt, remind us where you are. I am at the overpass of Pilgrim Road over Capitol Drive, where there are continuing to be more people gathering both on the overpass and in the parking lot of a strip mall next on Capitol Drive. There is a car with a American flag, the Blue Lives Matter-style version of it, flying from its roof in that parking lot. 
Have they begun to block off roads wide? Is traffic still flowing normally on Capitol? Traffic is still flowing normal as it's been since I've been here. I've been, I'm looking at it, and I should be able to tell. It's, they come in waves through the light. And once those waves stop, will be when uh, it'll be clear that the roads are being blocked off for the procession. I also did speak to somebody who is gathered here on the overpass, a Dan Schaefer, who said he has a lot of friends in law enforcement. He thought it was important to come out here, and he, he wishes he'd brought a flag. But there are, like you said, fire trucks holding flags. That is also true at Wisconsin Memorial Park and along the route at Lily Road, closer to the park than I am. There is also a crane with a flag held, much like you said, as it was last week outside the medical examiner's office. White Barmar Pooley, thank you, White. We'll check back in shortly. So those who aren't familiar with the area, this is how it plays out. You take Barker Road to Capitol, and then you begin to cross the major cross streets, Brookfield, Calhoun, Pilgrim, which is where Wyatt is. Then he referenced Lily. Lily is the last major north-south street before you get to Wisconsin Memorial Park. And that's where uh, he referenced the flag and the presence. Um, some of Officer Jerving's family now exiting the building as they walk past the color guard, the honor guard standing at attention. Speaking of his family, so his dad, Douglas Jerving, said during the funeral a few moments ago, Oh, Peter, that I had died in your place. I am old, you are young. Peter ran this race with gusto, a joy of life, that smile, that greatness of camaraderie that he cherished so very much, and his dad sprinkling in several references to the Bible and to the family's faith. He went on, Peter loved life, loved his life, loved your lives, as he looked out and spoke to Jerving's colleagues. Grieve, yes, that is normal, that is natural. That's what grieving is. That's God's way. But once your grieving is over, get up and get back out there. There's still more work to be done. Then he grabbed the hand of Patty Jerving, who was up there with him. That had to be one of the most difficult walks of their entire life as they walked past the casket draped in the American flag off to their left as they exited the stage making way for West Jerving, the cousin of Peter Jerving, who added a bit of humor. He lightened the mood up a little bit, talking about times that they grew up together, playing sports together, calling Peter a bit of a scrapper. Peter had a little street in him, poking fun at himself, something I didn't have. Peter was an athlete, poked fun at himself again, something I was not much of. He was a winner. He said, if Peter was on your team, you were also a winner. Joking about how he would introduce Peter to his friends and then Peter would become better friends with them than he was. <laughs> he kind of smirked and laughed, remembering his cousin. Getting a closer look at the honor guard, which is now outside Elmbrook Church. American flags, Wisconsin flags, Milwaukee Police Department flag. Uh, that honor guard in their shiny black shoes and crisp blue hats. The gold braids on their left shoulder. The white gloves standing solemnly, waiting for Peter Jerving's casket to be brought outside the church, and that's when the end of watch call will take place. It's a pretty day outside. 
a difficult day. I thought it was interesting that the pastor for the for the funeral is Alexis Twitto. She's a sister-in-law, part of the family. And you could tell her pride when she talked about our family and how we love and how we take care of each other. And that the Jervings really are a part of the community. Not just, this is not just a job. This was a, this is a family. And you got their strength today less than a week since this tragedy. And here they are, are all up on stage sharing memories, sharing strength with all of these other brothers and sisters, whether they're family, whether they're fellow officers, whether they're friends. Because it certainly seems like Peter Jerving made friends everywhere he went. Sure did, that big smile. Yeah. I give his parents so much credit. I, I don't know if I could do that if I lost one of my kids. For them to lean on their faith and to lean into the relationships that their son built in that thin blue line and to take to that stage and talk about what a special person he was and to have the strength to get up there. And I'm impressed with their faith. You can tell that that's a large part of what's getting them through this. Mom referenced it several times. Dad referenced it several times. Uh, His brother also referenced it. His brother drew Mm -hmm. a little more fiery saying that his brother never backed down from anything. When a time for action arose, he always complied. When life called for a hero, he never resisted. When it was a tough moment, he always got involved, talking about his brother. I think there were seven of them. I think that's what they said, right? Yes. Four four boys and three girls. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Peter was the fifth in line there. Five of seven. And how nice for Pastor Alexis Twitto to be able to step up and share the thoughts of Peter Jerving's girlfriend, Megan, read a message Mm -hmm. from her and also read a Mm -hmm. message from Peter's sister, Becky, and her brother, John. And a prayer for comfort and peace was included in Sister Becky's message uh, because it really is difficult to get up there and speak from your heart. Absolutely. So live look back at Elmbrook Church now. The officers have now been uh, escorted outside. We presume that next uh, Peter... Jerving's casket will be brought out. The hearse is now backed up kind of near the door. There will be a little bit of a a walk with that casket to get it to the hearse. The end of watch call will take place here as well. Then the procession, nine and a half miles to Wisconsin Memorial Park, where he will be laid to rest. Nine and a half miles. Deb, uh, if you're there, Deb, give us some context on how big these roads are during normal traffic conditions. How important is Barker Road? How important is Capitol in general? Well, out of all of those, Capitol obviously is probably going to be the biggest. Um, You've got Barker Road. Brookfield Road, Calhoun, Pilgrim, each one of those are, I mean, there are other smaller uh, roads that go off of the Capitol Drive area, but each one of those is pretty heavy duty of uh, of intersections, and they are intersections. Um, I think the only one, if I'm not mistaken, that Pilgrim Road is the one that has the overpass, that's Mm -hmm. where Wyatt is right now. Um, But for the most part, yeah, it's a pretty pretty big roads that that they're going to be crossing uh to get to uh to the memorial park but capitol drive yeah is the probably the biggest out of all of them john Burke here and sandy max debbie lazica with you on wtmj live coverage of the peter jerving funeral outside of elmbrook 
Church in Brookfield. about a 15-minute ride from the church to Wisconsin Memorial Park. Hundreds of vehicles will definitely change that calculus. We're looking at live pictures now. The Honor Guard now marching out. About 20 strong, followed by members of the Jerving family. They walk through the phalanx of officers standing at attention. More officers coming out. Some of the command staff the white-gloved honor guard now coming out of the church, walking at a brisk pace in the February sunshine, long shadows being cast just after 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They will move closer to where the hearse is, this latest grouping of people that will come out. Then we believe Peter Jerving's casket, flag-draped casket, will be brought out as well. I didn't think there were that many people still in there. At least 50 more people have just come out from inside the church. And they continue to make their way out. Officers, frontline command staff, everyone from the chief to officers that have just become part of the force here to pay tribute and respect to Peter Jerving on this Monday afternoon. Direction being given now as officers begin to fill in closer to the hearse, closer to where last call will take place. And Steve, could you tell us? Bright sunshine glinting off the silver hearse, which is parked outside of Elmbrook Church. Same hearse that was used to carry Matthew Rittner four years ago today. Four years ago today, the fourth officer killed in two years, Matthew Rittner former Marine, police officer who was also in his mid-30s, laid to rest. And now four years later, here we are again. Men, women, young, old officers continuing to come out of the church. Hundreds literally had come out earlier, and now this is like a second mass grouping of officers. I'm not sure if these are officers from District 4, if these are officers that are specifically MPD officers, why this second grouping? Uh, many of the officers do have their significant others that are with them also. As they come out on what's been a very difficult week. And Debbie made an excellent point earlier also. So that these Milwaukee police officers can be here. Many officers from other jurisdictions are picking up the slack in Milwaukee. On Milwaukee's roads. Neighboring jurisdictions coming in to help fill the void so that Milwaukee's finest can be here to show their respect and pay tribute to Peter Jerving. Looking at live pictures as more of those officers and their families stream out of the church, preparing to head to the final resting spot for Peter Jerving, which is Wisconsin Memorial Park. What a showing of support. It's powerful. Hundreds of officers here, shoulder to shoulder. 
taking strength from each other, but also, I got to think, getting strength from seeing the family on stage sharing so many of their feelings and their strength and their faith. Because no parent, no parent wants to have a day like this. It is an impressive and powerful showing. And in the world we live in, where there are so many things that divide us, so many things that so many people look to use as division points, to see a day like this, tragedy baked into what's happening today, but to see folks coming together to be respectful, to pay their tribute, to be sad and know that it's okay to be sad, to be angry and know that it's okay to be angry, to be confused and know that confusion is a real part of the grieving process. And to be on the journey together and lean on each other when you need to. I'm stunned at how many officers now continue to come out of the church. I thought they had all been out of the church. And now it's pretty clear that literally in the last five minutes, more than 100 officers have now come back out of the church to join their brothers and sisters who are already waiting for the end of watch call for Officer Peter Jerving. Let's go back to WTMJ's Jason Smith as we await that. Uh, Jason, are the numbers growing by you or is it pretty steady? The numbers by me are pretty steady. Uh, it's, oh, I no, it, it is definitely not pretty steady. On the other side, about probably about six, seven more people um, walked up. I did notice cars pulling into the driveway, so it's a church. It's a park right across the street from the church, and I noticed that cars are like the parking lot is basically full now because cars kept pulling in. Um, I even got a text from my cousin who lives in um, Brookfield who um who said that they're waiting to watch the procession as well mm. so i think that yeah most people are i think the city in general um is coming together for this so it's a mild day especially by february standards i mean it's the middle of winter and it sure doesn't feel like it it's 50 degrees how are people dressed uh, they got people got their coats on light coats i mean i, I probably got the heaviest coat out here but yeah you know, people got light coats um some of them got gloves some of them got hats on with hoods, but no, like, big coats, no, you know, n- none of that. I think people, um, they were aware of sort of what the weather would be like. But, no, it's a nice day, nice weather. People dress nice and warm. I mean, I do see one man with a scarf on his face right now, so I, I bet he's pretty cold. I know he's been out here for, like, two hours. How, are you seeing um, kids? Yeah. Are there families? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at two kids right now. I'm looking at a little girl. She got a pink coat on, um, a sky blue hat. She's waving an American flag. Um, I see another one with a black coat on, one with a tan coat on, with some white Crocs. Um, so it's multi-generation. You got the older folks, you got the middle-aged folks, and you got the, the younger folks. So are you at a position, Jason, where you will see the, the hearse and procession exit the church, and will these people have a chance to pay respects? Do you believe it will come right by where you are? Literally. I'm like, we're all literally right across the street from the end of the driveway um, from which they're going to come out. So, yeah, everybody's going to see right when it starts. WTMJ's Jason like Smith. All right, Jason, thank you. We'll check back in with you in a couple of minutes here. Once again, as you look at the front of the church, those who have exited the church have stopped a cordon of honor guard officers now stand at attention. Flags are being raised. Attention. Shoulder. 
Slight breeze moves those flags. Live pictures outside Elmbrook Church. Casket, the flag draped casket of Peter Jerving now being wheeled outside the church, escorted by six honor guards, the family falling in behind as they move towards the hearse. It has been raised. It's mom and dad, feet behind the casket. Sunshine peeking through the trees as the red, white, and blue falls into shadows on top of the casket, being carried towards the hearse. All uniformed personnel standing at a full salute. At attention. As a slight breeze blows outside Elmbrook Church. Chairs have been set up. That might be for the last call in case family needs it. As on all four sides, hundreds of officers are lined up paying their final respects. Every movement with precision, exactness, respect. now being moved on to the device that will allow it to be moved to the hearse. It's being secured. Pastors in the picture. The family is back behind the casket. And as far as the eye can see, especially if you're at street level, armed police officers from jurisdictions from throughout the Midwest standing at attention. Commandant of the Honor Guard now will instruct the pallbearers as they stand near the casket. The white-gloved hand of each of those Honor Guards now placed on top of the casket. Peter Jerving's mom and dad have been led and are seated at the head of the casket. Jerving his father just put the collar up on his jacket, buttons his jacket. They are in the shade, undoubtedly a little chillier there.
family now moving closer to the casket. Others gathering in closer while the officers provide a perimeter seven and eight deep in some areas. Bagpipers get into position. listening to live coverage of the funeral for Peter Jerving on WTMJ. The officers are being instructed now to move closer. Hundreds and hundreds of officers now moving closer to the casket providing almost a cocoon for the family who stands right next to the casket. picked up. You can probably hear that. Flags flapping in the breeze on a February afternoon. Prayer just given at the foot of the coffin of Peter Jerving. The honor guard now will fold the flag. They lift it off of the coffin from the shadows into the sunshine. They pull it taut, the six honor guards, white gloves. Oh! 
color guard is now folding the flag. It has been lifted off the coffin. Peter Jervings, mother and father and brothers and sisters. Standing three feet behind the coffin as the color guard finishes folding the red and white stripes. They're now to the stars, the field of stars on the American flag as they fold it into triangles. Pulling it taut over the dark, shiny coffin of Peter Jerving. Dad is standing, Mom is sitting. Flag is folded, it will be inspected. Hundreds of officers stand at attention while they finish the folding of the flag at the foot of Peter Jerving's casket. Continuing coverage of the funeral of Peter Jerving on WTMJ. Flag is folded. Flag is handed to the commanding officer for the honor guard. Flag then handed to the police chief. Freeze it! Freeze it! Police Chief Jeffrey Norman salutes, accepts the flag. Commanding Officer of the Honor Guard salutes and walks away. Jeffrey Norman walks past the now bare casket of Peter Jerving, past his brothers, past his sisters. Chief Jeffrey Norman, now on his knee, hands the flag to Patty Jerving, Peter's mom. Chief speaking to her as she's seated. She leans in. Douglas Jerving, the father, also there. Her hand on the flag, the chief's hand on top of her hand. A 
as he hands her the flag and offers his condolences and respects. Patty Driving accepts the flag. She's holding, holding it, cradling it, hugging it. And she looks up into the chief's eyes and he departs, once again past the casket. Chief Norman exchanging words and a handshake and comfort. You can hear the, the helicopter. That is Flight for Life helicopter doing a flyby. Passes over the church. Another show of respect, another tribute to Peter Jerving. seated, the officers remain standing at attention. Flight for life with another flyby. now loads the casket into the back of the hearse. Six members of the honor guard, along with their commanding officer. Prepare for the final call for squad four three two zero. Officer Peter Jerving. Squad forty three twenty. Squad forty three twenty. Squad forty three twenty. Officer Peter Jerving, badge number 3422. No response from Squad 4320. It is with great sorrow that we mourn the passing of Squad 4320. Officer Peter Jerving, 
listeners, the Milwaukee Police Department and the citizens of Milwaukee. A true public servant, your dedication to duty and devotion to your family was beyond reproach. You have made your family and the people you have served very proud. Your presence with the Milwaukee Police Department will always be remembered and never forgotten. Officer Peter Jerving, badge number 3422 of the Milwaukee Police Department. End of watch. February 7, 2023. May you rest in peace. We have to watch from here. Milwaukee Police Clear. Lots of hugs, lots of tears. Peter Jerving has now been placed in the hearse. Law officers have been dismissed to go to their vehicles. The procession will now take place at nine and a half miles up Barker Road to Capitol to Wisconsin Memorial Park. You are watching the law. Live coverage of the Peter Jerving funeral on WTMJ as officers begin to fall out and go to their vehicles for that procession, which will take, in good traffic, this is about a 15, 17-minute drive. With all these vehicles, it will be more than that. They will be on their way to Wisconsin Memorial Park, officers from different jurisdictions hugging each other, slaps on the back, wiping away tears as they move towards their vehicles. Uh, Let's get back out to WTMJ's Jason Smith. Uh, Jason, they're going to be coming your direction. What can you see from where you are? So I just saw police officers and a lot of people go entering like the vehicles. Um, I do see police cars that they're flashing their lights right now. They're turning the car lights on right now. So right now you just see people file into their cars, and I'm I'm watching a car right now. It seems like a black police car. Yeah, I, they're starting a procession right now. Um, they're driving towards the end of the driveway. Out. So they will begin to line up, Jason, at the edge of that driveway, and then they'll line the hearse will be part of that procession, obviously. Um, yeah. Vehicles from every different jurisdiction will come by you there. Are there still a lot of folks standing around there waiting to pay their respects? Yeah. Yeah, they even at it. Um, it's, it's more people. It's probably about 30, 35 people out here now when it was just 15 the first time we talked. 
So people keep piling in. The, the parking lot is completely full now. It's, there's no empty spaces. I mean, it's people parked on the grass um, just to stand outside. I see firefighter, like fire trucks, um, all outside. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a great showing for Officer Jervey. Where you are, is there a parking lot? Is there a sidewalk? Are people on the shoulder? Where are people able to assemble? So, yeah, so right across the street from the church is a park, and, like, in between the park and the church is a parking lot. So the people are standing on the sidewalk right in front of the parking lot. So it's like right when you park, you park, you just walk up um, a, a tiny hill, and you're standing right on the sidewalk looking directly at the church, looking directly at the driveway. All right, Jason Smith, we'll check back in with you in a minute as things get rolling. Uh, what Jason described there is now uh, vehicles who don't want to be part of the procession are able to leave. So some folks are uh, are leaving. They're leaving Elmbrook Church. They will get on their way. Then the procession carrying Peter Jerving will itself leave. It will make its way to Wisconsin Memorial Park. Uh, Debbie, let's go over the parade route once again, if you are there with us. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. us how this will go down. Okay, what they're going to be doing is they will be exiting Elmbrook Church. They'll go northbound on Barker Road. They will cross uh, past the freeway. They will go through the intersection with Blue Mound Road and continue northbound up to Capitol Drive. At that point, they'll take a right and head eastbound on Capitol Drive, and that way they will then cross Brookfield Road, Calhoun, Pilgrim, Lily, and then they'll come to the entrance of the Wisconsin Memorial Park on the right, the south part of the south of the, the roadway. All right, let's check in with Wyatt Barmar Pooley, who is there at Pilgrim and Capitol. What's it like where you are at this point, Wyatt? Well, a lot's changed since the last time I spoke to you, John. There's now more than, uh, it looks like, two dozen people along the side of the road in the uh, strip mall parking lot uh, ready to watch the session. And up here on the overpass are a number of vehicles from the Brookfield Fire Department, including a ladder truck that is parked on the overpass over where the procession will come through. There was another truck there, but it actually went off in a blaze of lights and sirens. I'm not sure if they were called to an emergency or if that is part of the uh, – it went off towards Wisconsin Memorial Park. Not sure if it will be part of the uh, ceremonies there or not, but a number of firefighters now from the Brookfield Fire Department with me and the crowd of onlookers on the overpass here at Pilgrim Road. Are there flags? Are there signs? What What's the vibe? Well, I know one person up here brought a flag that I assume will be unfurled when the procession gets closer. In the parking lot, there are now two of those uh, darker blue blue stripe American flags, one mounted to the roof of a car, one being carried by somebody who I've seen be here for a while now. I believe he is here with his kid. There's a, and I am seeing, like uh, Jason had talked about, a number of families here gathered along the side of Capitol Drive to pay respects to Officer Jerving. Uh, so where you are, you are about three-quarters of the way, maybe a little bit more, through the route, near the end. You're not far from Wisconsin Memorial Park, is that right? Yes, I saw it on my way here with the flags already at the gate, even hours before as I was driving here to the overpass. Wyatt Barmar Pooley, thank you, Wyatt. We'll check back in with you in a couple Thanks, of minutes. John. So the scene at the church, the officers have been dismissed, and they are now headed towards their vehicles. Those vehicles are beginning to line up. 
an impressive show. It's a lot of Milwaukee Police Department vehicles, but also a lot of vehicles from other jurisdictions and other departments, some near, some far. Uh, lights are being turned on. Vehicles are getting into line. The hearse is still parked outside of the church, that silver hearse. Officer Jerving, flag removed from the casket now, is inside the back of that hearse. His mom given the flag. His mom and dad spoken to by Chief Jeffrey Norman a few moments ago. Uh, the chief will also process here. And there are military vehicles. There are civilian vehicles. There are lots of law enforcement vehicles that will take part in the procession. Debbie will help get you home, by the way. And that flag that Wyatt was describing, that uh, back-the-blue American flag where the stripes have the one stripe of blight, bright blue and then they're black and white instead of red and white, show of support for law enforcement. We're seeing several of those out. American flags are out. Wisconsin flags are out. Motorcycle police officers getting ready to lead this procession. As officers still make their way to the vehicle, as the sun gets closer to setting on this February afternoon, and it was a sunny day, a larger vehicle, like a limousine bus, which will carry the family, uh, will also be part of the procession. And if you look back at Elmbrook Church now, there is a distant parking lot, and there are hundreds and hundreds of cars staging police vehicles with their lights on. Impressive. Yeah, rows and rows. Wow, look at that. We have to imagine all of those hundreds of people we saw stream out after the funeral, probably each getting into a vehicle. That is remarkable. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back. The procession will step off momentarily from Elmbrook Church, making its way to Wisconsin Memorial Park. You're listening to live coverage of the Peter Jerving Funeral and Procession on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. John here and Sandy Max with you on WTMJ. Bob Rayner is here and so is Debbie Lazaga. Continuing coverage, the funeral for fallen police officer Peter Jerving. The procession will step off momentarily from Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, make its way north on Barker up to Capitol, where it will go right or east to Wisconsin Memorial Park, which is on the south side of the road there, uh, just past Pilgrim before that busy intersection of 124th and Capitol. Beginning to see some live pictures of the route that the procession will take. It's about a nine-and-a-half-mile ride, and there are people all along Barker. On Barker, there are families. There are larger groups of people. There are first responders. There are flags. There are signs. There are homemade banners with hearts all along that route. Our first glimpse also of Wisconsin Memorial Park, where it's getting the treatment that it normally gets on Memorial Day. They have the flags out everywhere. There's an honor guard in place there at Wisconsin Memorial Park. First responders are also there. And we look now back at the parking lot at Elmbrook, where there are literally a couple hundred cars, maybe 250 cars or so, police cars, with all their lights flashing. They are parked in the parking lot, just like you or I would park in any parking lot. Several hundred cars there waiting to fall into line as part of the procession that will go the nine and a half miles. I'm trying to count those rows. That's at least 400 different types of first responder vehicles 
lined up in order, ready to take part in this nine-and-a-half-mile procession. As the sun is setting, you can just start seeing those blue and red lights flashing. It's power. It's powerful. Rows and rows of them. And just less than a week after this tragedy of Officer Peter Jerving killed in the line of duty trying to arrest a robbery suspect and how it has brought this community together is is awe-inspiring. Uh, let's go back out to Wyatt Barmarpooley, who is along the parade route. He's at Capitol and Pilgrim. All right, Wyatt, what's happening where you are? Yeah, John, we just saw a number of uh, law enforcement vehicles, lights blazing, come along what is going to be the professional route under the overpass here where I am at Pilgrim Road and go off towards the park. I would imagine that's going to be for clearing off the roads. We uh, are seeing some delays up here on the overpass as people continue to gather. It's part of the right lane blocked off uh, by the Brookfield Fire Department and Menominee Falls Police Department. Uh, traffic continuing to flow on Capitol Drive as normal for now, but that is uh, going to change very soon uh, based on what it sounds like from what you guys are seeing. Yeah, and part of the amazing part of the story, Wyatt, is that other departments jump in and help pick up the slack. Milwaukee's lost one of theirs. They want their officers to be at the funeral. And to your point, that's one of the special parts about today is watching law enforcement pick one another up. Are are, are they mostly families, civilians, multi-generational groupings of people? What do the people look like that you're able to see? Down on Capitol Drive, it looks to be mostly families. I'm seeing a fair number of children, people gathered in small groups. I even see a few strollers in addition to the flags and coats. Up here, it seems to be more of individuals. I've spoken to a couple who say they're not connected to law enforcement directly, but are just out here in terms of supporting the family officer, Peter Jerving. Also, I did want to mention, I spoke last time I was on to you about a, there was a ladder truck here for the Brookfield Fire Department that took off with lights and sirens on. I spoke to Brookfield firefighters who confirmed that was a regular EMS call. So even as we are honoring Officer Peter Jerving, the work for first responders continues. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this procession will go on, but so does the work of the different departments. That's a great point to make, Wyatt. All right, when things get the more your direction, we will check in with you. We'll check back in. Thanks, Wyatt. Let's go to Jason Smith, who is at the other end of the procession. He is right across the street from the church. Is that right, Jason? Yeah, right across the street from the church. Uh, what can right you see from your vantage point as far as when you look into the church area? All I, all we can see is just um, cop cars, police cars, their lights flashing. All we see is red, white, and blue flashing throughout the whole parking lot. Like it, It's really a stunning sight. It's just people still lined up, and everybody's eyes is, are just directed directly at the parking lot, at the flashing lights. How long would you estimate some of those people have been standing out there with you? Hours. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, I came, I came right after we left Crow's funeral home, and that was probably around like what nine o'clock, probably even before that. And it's a couple people who's been out here the entire time, um, standing, showing support with their flag. So you've been out there almost that entire time too. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I started. I started early this morning. I started around six a.m. at Crouch Funeral Home uh, when they were prepping. They were doing some preparing for the presentation that they did in the parking lot, and then they came right over here. And yeah, we've been here ever since. WTMJ's Jason Smith. All right, Jason, stay where you are. When things start moving your direction, we will check back in with you. If you see something interesting, make sure you uh, you, you ping Adam and let him know. All right, as we look into that parking lot now, the officers are in their vehicles, hundreds and hundreds of vehicles, every kind of vehicle from many, many different jurisdictions as they wait to get things rolling now. The family is in their vehicles as well. Uh, the hearse is at the front. Motorcycle officers, it looks like there are a couple of dozen motorcycle officers. They will likely be near the front of the procession. It's just really unbelievable when you think about the scope of this. And as the sun sets and we'll be able to see those red and blue lights reflecting off the pavement in the buildings as they drive by, it will indeed be a powerful, powerful sight. And to your point, when you remembered that it's exactly four years to the day that the end-of-watch call ceremony happened for Officer Rittner, how many of the first responders who were in their cars waiting to be part of this procession were part of that procession? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part is stunning. So Milwaukee had gone 22 years without a line-of-duty death. Then there were two in 2018, and there were two in 2019. And it was exactly four years ago today that Matthew Rittner was laid to rest. Killed while part of a search warrant process, he was laid to rest. And I'm taken back to, you know, we sat and we listened to the ceremony. We sat and we listened to the, to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And the mayor spoke. Cavalier Johnson, the police chief spoke. Jeffrey Norman, the Milwaukee chaplain spoke. George Papacristo a couple of times, including giving a message to officers, a message of inspiration and encouragement, and that it's okay to be sad and for this to be difficult. And then the family and friends of Peter Jerving spoke. Many of his family members, including his mom and dad, his mom, Patty Jerving, eloquently speaking about how this isn't the end. This is the beginning for her son. And that faith allows the family to proceed. Then the father, Douglas Jerving, pain in his voice, said, oh, that I had died for you, Peter, in your place. I am old. You are young. Peter ran the race with gusto, his dad said. Joy of life, that smile, that greatness of camaraderie. Peter loved life. Loved his life, his dad said. Loved your lives, he said, as he looked out at the officers. Grieve, yes, he told them. That is normal. It's natural. That is what grieving is all about. But once your grieving is over, Peter Jerving's dad said, get up. Get back out there. There is still more work to be done. And all the family members talked about how Peter Jerving loved being a police officer. He was late to the police force, joining 10 years later than many of his colleagues, 34 years old. But they all, to a person, felt that it was his calling. He had wanted to do it since he was 13 years old. And age 34, he finally did. And he felt like he had made it. His brother, Drew, spoke, talking about how Peter never backed down from a challenge, Peter never backed down from doing what was right. Peter never shied away. 
When a time for action arose, Drew Jerving said, you complied. Dear brother, he referred to him several times, dear brother, when the world called for a hero, you never resisted. When the world called for someone to step up, you never backed down. Powerful words from the family. And then there's his cousin, Wes Jerving, who you got the sense was more like his, his accomplice in, in mischief as they grew up. <laughs> Bit of a scrapper, he called Peter Jerving. Peter had a little street cred, he said, and then kind of said, unlike me. Peter was an athlete. I'm much less. He was a winner, he said. If Peter was on your team, you were also a winner. The motorcycle police officers have now gotten on their motorcycles. That has just happened. So we're probably getting close to movement here. They are now all on their bikes. Lights are flashing. Milwaukee police officers near the beginning of the motorcycle part of the procession, but motorcycles from several other jurisdictions are also part of that. Looks to be maybe 30 motorcycles. Pairs of motorcycle police officers. There are also two motorcycles flanking the hearse near the beginning. Those officers have gotten on their motorcycles. The blue and red on their saddlebags. Those lights reflecting off the sides of the silver hearse as the sun begins to set on this February afternoon. Officers in their leather jackets and black boots contrasting with the silver hearse with the American flags on each side of the front of that hearse. Peter Jerving's casket now in the back of the hearse as the procession gets closer to stepping off from Elmbrook, Elmbrook Church. Looks like vehicles are getting in position to begin to close down some of the roads to control those intersections. As often happens on days like this, things are running a little bit behind where they were scheduled to be. We see fire trucks and ambulances now ready to control certain intersections as this procession will move from the church up Parker North, cross a railroad track, which is a very busy rail crossing, by the way. Be interesting to see what they do with that. I mean, there's no way to stop a train if it's coming through there. But that's a very busy crossing. I go through this area fairly often. And then it will proceed to Capitol, a busy street in its own right. And they will head about four miles down Capitol to the east. Got to be close to the procession, getting ready to move. There is definitely movement there as they make sure everybody's lined up. Because once this thing gets rolling with a few hundred cars, you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Police officers now, we can see directing traffic at intersections. This is the intersection right outside of Elmbrook Church. An officer there standing with his protective fluorescent vest on, directing traffic, trying to lock things down as the procession gets ready to be on the move. What a day. What a week it's been for the Milwaukee Police Department. As the sun literally sets on this resolution of this tragedy. It's so encouraging to see the families, to see the families along the parade route. We're seeing live feeds come into our newsroom multi-generations showing up to pay respect. And it's going to start to get chillier here as that sunset. It's a very mild day for February. But they are standing. They're waiting. They're patiently waiting to pay tribute to Peter Jerving. And people with large American flags and even kids with the smaller 
flags waving. I was really touched by the message from his girlfriend that was read today. She talked about, Peter Driving's girlfriend talked about how much she would miss him, how much she loved him, the tender moments they shared together, how she couldn't get enough of being with him. She just wanted to be with him 24-7, and then she laughed in, in her letter and note and joked about how he liked to sleep a lot. It made me weep, honestly. It's oh. Valentine's Day tomorrow. And I jotted notes while Pastor Alexis Twido was reading that message from Megan, Peter Jerving's girlfriend, and I always wanted more time with you. We've been in that couple. Hey, I know you got to go to work, but I, I want some me time. So as, as effervescent and what a joy he had for his job, imagine being his person. And she said, you were my person, my favorite person, my person I was waiting my life to find. Not a person didn't instantly love you. I even miss you snoring in my ear. You loved your sleep. And then she uh, ended her message by saying, now no one can interrupt your sleep. So as, as much as the family, yeah, as much as the family wrote some really meaningful words, here's the love of his life. Yeah. Certainly he was a love of her life. You know, and the police officers are, are famous for picking each other up. And we talked about this with Matthew Rittner. I remember in great detail picking up those left behind, including girlfriends, friends, family. They are a family, and they will pick each other up. Uh, we see movement now at Elmbrook Church. The motorcycle procession is now moving into place down that roadway, which will take them towards where Jason Smith is. Officers in pairs lined up. Wow, was that a powerful sight? About 15 pairs of motorcycle police officers now exiting the church, leading the procession, taking Officer Peter Jerving to his final resting place. Milwaukee police officers on motorcycles lead the way. The other vehicle's now falling in behind. The silver hearse is on the move. Pairs of motorcycle officers, then a couple of police cruisers, SUVs, followed by the hearse as it comes rolling out of there, flanked powerfully and symbolically by a motorcycle police officer on each side. As it comes outside the funeral home, people standing with their hands on their heart. Uh, let's quickly go to Jason Smith, who is right there now. Jason, uh, what are you seeing? Yes, yeah, so, uh, you just saw um, the lines and lines of motorcycles coming out. Now it, nor it seems like normal cars are coming out still mixed in with police cars they got their lights flashing um yeah you just you see a big bus it's like three big coach buses now coming pulling out of the driveway but yeah all of the spectators we're, we're all literally just sitting here watching the procession take place the casket already made its way out the casket is already on its way down to the burial site all right thank um, you, you jason we appreciate you. Um, this is powerful stuff. People are lined up on the side of the road. 
tears, gloved hands wiping tears from chilly faces. One guy standing with his arm fully extended with a thumbs up as the casket goes by. The people next to him both have American flags. Not waving the flag like you would on a holiday. Standing with the flags almost at attention as the somber procession goes by, headed up Barker Road. Let's quickly get to Debbie Lazaga. Deb? Yeah, they have closed the westbound 94 off-ramp to Barker Road, as well as a few of the other intersections, Highway 18 and Barker Road. Uh, the, those those intersections are, cl- that intersection is closed as well, as you might imagine. So as everything is stepping off, we've got other people on the other side of the road kind of slowing down and allowing for the procession to pass by. So they're paying their respects from their car. All right, thanks, Deb. So as the sun sets and the lights begin to illuminate a February Wisconsin sky, the red and blue, rolling north on Barker towards Capitol, a couple of dozen motorcycle cops, a couple of Milwaukee Police Department SUVs carrying command staff, lights flashing, People saluting and waving as they pass by. And then the hearse. A silver hearse. American flags on each front quarter panel. And a bus, a limo bus, carrying the family right behind the hearse. And as the procession approaches different intersections, people are standing at attention. First responders are there. Husbands and wives are there. Parents with their children standing with American flags. A young girl, maybe 10 years old, with a We Back the Blue sign. A homemade sign. Looks like her younger brother carrying an American flag. As mom and dad stand behind, looking out as the procession approaches. Hardly a bit of real estate available on Barker Road, just north of the church, as people line up on either side of the road to pay their final respects. To Peter Jerving. I've never seen so many vehicles be so quiet. And usually when there's flashing red and blue lights, there are sirens, and there's commotion, and there's activity. This is a quiet rolling tribute to Peter Jerving being carried to his final resting place. This will be hundreds of vehicles literally that will pour out of Elmbrook Church. A large full-size pickup truck with an American flag and back the blue U.S. flag flying from the back. These are family vehicles. There's the hearse, there's a bus carrying the family, and then there are a half a dozen other civilian vehicles. And then police vehicles pick up behind that, as far as the eye can see, rolling north on Barker. In the parking lot of Elmbrook Church, we counted at least 300 vehicles. showing support on this 
heartbreaking day. This presence, not only by those that are in the procession, but those that are standing and saluting and honoring the procession, just gives you goosebumps. The vehicles at Elmbrook, those police vehicles, first responder vehicles, are now beginning to also leave, elongating this procession that will head from the church up to Wisconsin Memorial Park on a late February afternoon. When you look at the longer shots of the procession from a distance, those red and blue lights are reflected through the barren trees, leafless on this February afternoon, allowing for the lights to just be seen from miles and miles away. The power and unison of those motorcycle police officers, it's mesmerizing watching the red and blue flashing lights as they make their way north on Barker. And this part of Barker Road is by homes. You know, you're seeing, mail mm -hmm. seeing mailboxes, you're seeing people who may have just gotten home from work at 5.05 and are coming out to show their support and watch this procession. And it gets very rural. This part of uh, Waukesha County gets very rural. As they head north, you get to Gebhardt Road. There's also a Wisconsin Ascension Hospital to the east. And then shortly here, this procession will get to the Sharon Lynn Wilson Center for the Arts, which is in Mitchell Park. It's big parkland out there before they turn right onto Capitol. Looking at a live picture as the hearse approaches, and two children, eight, nine years old, waving their American flags. Their noses are red, probably been standing outside in the cold, waiting to pay tribute to Peter Jerving. The hearse passes them, the red and blue flashing lights, contrasting with the red nose of young lives impacted by a fallen police officer. Now we're beginning to see more and more of those vehicles pull out of Elmbrook Church, proceeding to Wisconsin Memorial Park in Brookfield. Now we get to a point in the parade route where they are heading north on Barker and there is traffic coming south on Barker. And that traffic is pulling off to the right onto the shoulder as the procession makes its way past them and to the north. And this procession is going to be hundreds of cars long in honor of Officer Peter Jerving, who just a week ago, Chief Jeffrey Norman announced last Tuesday morning that their hearts were heavy because Officer Jerving died in the line of duty. And this has been a whole afternoon of heavy hearts with the funeral beginning around 1.30 this afternoon at Elmbrook Church. Boy, and he truly died a hero. If you think about it, he's working the overnight shift. An armed robbery takes place in District 4, which is on the north side. He and his partner are told that a suspect matching the description of that person involved in the armed robbery is on the south side. They head that direction. 
They find the suspect and pursue the suspect, and his partner gets in a scuffle with the suspect. His partner is struggling with the suspect, and Peter Jerving comes running up to help his partner, and Peter Jerving is shot as he returns fire. Peter Jerving was taken to the hospital and passed away one week ago today. Continuing coverage of the funeral for Peter Jerving on WTMJ. Motorcycle Honor Guard leading the way as the procession for Peter Jerving makes its way on Barker North to Capitol. Traveling through Brookfield. A big silver Cadillac hearse flashing gold lights flanked on either side by motorcycle police officers. Slow, steady, family following behind as they head to Wisconsin Memorial Park where so many heroes are buried. Deb, have they begun to uh, close off roads on Capitol? Um, not quite yet, but they should be soon. I saw some of the the SUVs heading a little bit further, a little bit quicker than the rest of the uh, procession. I'm sure heading up to Capitol Drive to make sure that everything is uh, is in place. I can't imagine the pain that the family feels, that the officers feel. His partner was, his last name was Nowak. And his first name escapes me. And Nowak's wife, Julie, has been doing interviews the past couple of days trying to thank people for their support and thank people for saying and doing nice things and thank people for trying to make a difference. And she said her husband is just devastated as you can imagine. I mean, can you imagine? That's your partner. You were with him literally the night that that happened. And the collective hug that is going on for the NOACs and other members of the law enforcement community, of course, the Jerving family, because that's what Blue does. They come together. They support each other in times that most of the rest of us will never, ever have to worry about dealing with. So the procession now is one mile away from turning onto Capitol. So they're heading north on Barker. They have one mile to go before they will turn onto Capitol and make that jaunt east on Capitol Drive to Wisconsin Memorial Park. There are still vehicles going through the intersection of Barker Road and Highway 18. Um, so I can see that, that that intersection is completely closed to the east and westbound traffic, obviously. So there's still cars going through. And we can see on Barker that there are lots of cars that are pulled off to the side of the road. There are people standing on the side of the road that have been there for quite some time wanting to pay their respects. There are now cars that are pulled off to the side of the road as the procession gets close to Capitol Drive, also wanting to pay their respects. A powerful sight in the setting sun, the blue and red flashing lights. And in perfect sync, those motorcycle police officers at the beginning paired up side by side, leading the final journey 
and final tribute for Peter Jerving. Dozens and dozens of people now pulled over and outside of their car with their cameras out, with their hands over their heart. Wanting to pay their respect as the temperature now drops about a degree every 20 minutes. It's getting cooler outside in the February air. Once that sun disappears, especially this time of year, it can really, really cool down. And every person in this procession just attended that funeral and that memorable end-of-watch call ceremony that ends with those words, may you rest in peace, we have the watch from here. Those are tough words to hear. It's important for the closure. Powerful words to hear for sure. So the part of the procession now when you get close to Capitol is very rural. It's a marshy on both sides of the road as you get close to Mitchell Park there. Where they are now, Foxbrook Park is on the west side of the road. Mitchell Park is on the east side of the road. That's where the Sharon Lynn Wilson Center for the Arts is. The Fox River runs right through there. The barren marsh, the winter colors of brown as the sun sets and the blue and red lights of the police procession proceed. As they close in on Capitol Drive where they will head east. And they've made that turn onto Capitol Drive. The beginning of the procession, including the hearse, is now on Capitol Drive. In the marsh, just off onto the shoulder, a couple stand solemnly in black coats, holding the back-the-blue version of the American flag, just standing. The hearse has gone by. They still stand there, paying their respects to the rest of the procession as it gets ready to make that right turn onto Capitol. Deb, it looks like there's still traffic on Capitol heading westbound. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it could very well be. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that eventually everybody's going to kind of pull over to the side, kind of what they did on Barker Road, um, to try and allow for the procession to go through and maybe pay some respects to them as well as as they go by. So um, at this point, I haven't had anything official saying that certain intersections are closed other than the ones near the freeway. But yeah, we're definitely going to start to see some of those areas, Brookfield Road, Calhoun Road, um, Pilgrim and Lily all going to be closed uh, until the procession continues through. It is so powerful. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were in the church, and you see groups of one and two people along the side of the road, parents with their children, elderly couples, a man with his hand on his heart, one at a time making a difference for each member of law enforcement that rolls past them on this very, very difficult day. It's reassuring. good in people's heart and they just want to come out and show their respect for an officer that gave his life to keep the rest of us safe and at 515 as this funeral procession has begun traveling eastbound on capitol drive to end at wisconsin memorial park there are still hundreds and hundreds of vehicles with blue and red flashing lights snaking up barker road 
and will be for many minutes as this procession continues. Traffic has been cleared on eastbound Capitol Drive now. You know, the sun is As the on, procession now moves down East Capitol Drive. Peter Jerving was the 10th officer in America to die in the line of duty this year. The 10th officer and the 5th in five years for the city of Milwaukee Police Department. The lead of the procession will likely get to Wisconsin Memorial Park before the sun completely sets. They are probably 10 minutes from there, maybe, at the pace that they are moving, moving through police-controlled intersections now. Let's check in with Wyatt Barmar Pooley. Uh, Wyatt, are they to Pilgrim yet? Can you, as you look west, see anything coming your direction yet? Hello, Wyatt. Hey, John. As you look to the west, can you see anything coming your direction yet? It's kind of hilly, so I don't know if that's possible. Can you see anything yet? Yeah, just over the hill, over the horizon, I now do see a line of blue and red flashing lights coming over on Capitol Drive towards us. There are now over two dozen people on the overpass, both in the, there's Milwaukee police officers and cars, cars lining the shoulder on both sides. The Brookfield fire officers now on top of their ladder truck, probably trying to get a better view because, as you said, it's hilly. I see a helicopter in the sky, and the procession is beginning to come towards us here on the Pilgrim Road overpass. That's about two miles from Wisconsin Memorial Park, which is the final destination. Are there people there with their children? Oh, yes. Now, uh, unlike earlier, I'm seeing multiple families up here on the overpass and continuing along Capitol Drive at Capitol Plaza, the strip mall. Uh, there's people lining the streets in the median even. And on the other side towards uh, Wisconsin Memorial Park at another parking lot, I see yet another group of people and more even than I saw even just 10 minutes ago. It's really it's looking dozens in the hundreds now. And the, wow. the, procession, the procession led by the motorcycle cops is now approaching us. They are maybe 100 yards away, and they're about to get to the overpass. What are the folks on the overpass doing as they get close, Wyatt? They are watching. Some are filming. A flag is raised. Many are just here to take it all in. Some of the kids are amazed by, I doubt they've ever seen this many law enforcement officers, the beginning of the motorcycle procession now passing under the overpass and now i believe we're about to see it's an unmarked car i thought i saw silver and thought it was the hearse now i do see the hearse again about 50 yards away flanked on either side by motorcycle officers about to pass under the pilgrim road overpass it is now under us and headed the remaining two miles to wisconsin memorial park wyatt barmore pooley thank you wyatt and you Thanks, think John. about these discussions, so you decide to bring your kid out, your young kid, because you want him to know about sacrifice, and you want him to know about commitment, and you want him to know about responsibility and doing the right thing. But then you have to have those conversations with your kid. You bring your 7-year-old out. You bring your 10-year-old out. Here's why we're going to do this, because this is important, and it's respectful, and it's about sacrifice, and all those things. 
But your kid, maybe your wait, your kid's a little older, 10 years old, 12 years old, and you have to have those discussions, and they're difficult discussions, but man, are they important discussions. If we're to live in a civilized society and a society that's governed by laws and rules, you need people to enforce those laws and rules. And sometimes, unfortunately, a brave man or woman pays the ultimate price, and that's what's happened. And to be able to have that discussion with your children and not shy away from it, because it's not easy, and there's no magic age when they're ready. You know, as a parent, when they're ready. If you're not sure, you just do your best. But to have those conversations on a day like today or during a week like the week that we've had, as difficult as they may be, it's important. It's our responsibility. And you know when your kids are ready. Is there any better example of responsibility, commitment, and sacrifice than what we've witnessed with Officer Peter Jerving, who went to the aid of his partner and was shot and killed? Just got a shot from uh, Elmbrook Church, and there are still cars leaving the church. So the front of the procession is about to make its way to Wisconsin Memorial Park there on the south side of Capitol. And there are still cars, first responders, streaming out of the church with no end in sight to that. They are still in the parking lot. They are still trying to make their way out. We see Milwaukee Police Department vehicles, Brookfield and Pewaukee, I saw one from Hennepin County, which is in Minnesota. State Patrol is on hand. Many I don't even recognize. All here to pay their respect to Peter Jerving as we look at one guy right near the intersection where they make that turn right onto Capitol Drive. A lone man, 60-ish, holding an American flag, his right hand over his heart, his left hand holding a full-sized American flag, standing stoically, as the procession makes its way past him, taking that right onto Capitol Drive. Yet that one person, you know he's making a difference. You know every single driver in that procession. Appreciate seeing him. Getting another picture along Barker of a Milwaukee police officer in uniform, wearing the patch, standing with his head bowed, having a very difficult time, and a young woman rubbing his back as a procession passes. The lead motorcycles are now entering Wisconsin Memorial Park. They've turned off of Capitol. They have slowed, and they are turning into Wisconsin Memorial Park. Still two by two, organized tandems of motorcycle police officers, red and blue lights flashing. The sound of... Rolling Thunder moving into Wisconsin Memorial Park, escorting the casket of Peter Jerving. The hearse itself slows. It begins to approach Wisconsin Memorial Park. At the entrance, two ladder trucks have hoisted a huge American flag. Right at that famous stone entrance to the park, there are ambulances, there are fire trucks, there are officers standing with hand salute. There are civilians in the median on this very busy stretch of road. As the hearse now turns into Wisconsin Memorial Park, the shiny silver beginning to fade as the daylight fades, and it turns into Wisconsin Memorial Park. A hero's welcome 
as Peter Driving's mom said, a welcome home for her son. As that procession now makes its way deeper into Wisconsin Memorial Park, lots and lots of people with their families, with their children, standing outside. The motorcycle police officers have stopped underneath those ladder trucks holding the huge American flag at Wisconsin Memorial Park. As they reorganize and the hearse begins to make its way off of Capitol into the park. Honor Guard at full hand salute, police officers and fire department personnel in dress uniforms at full attention. Mounds of snow still visible where they've been piled up from that snowfall we had a couple of weeks ago. As the family being carried in a vehicle now enters into Wisconsin Memorial Park. Funeral personnel now approach the hearse as it sits with its lights flashing barely inside the park as the rest of the procession sits on Capitol Drive, giving instruction to the family who's in that vehicle right behind. This will be a private burial. We are still... So those vehicles continue to move into the park. And down Barker Road, they are still leaving Elmbrook Church. Uh, let's go back to Wyatt Barmore Pooley, who is right there, and now the procession, big time, right where you are, Wyatt. Yeah, it is just a constant line of law enforcement vehicles for many jurisdictions. I'm seeing West Alice Pass right now, many different logos of and uh, designs for the cars. It stretches as far as the eye can see in both directions, horizon to horizon, and we did have a little bit. They're coming by mostly in silence, but they did have. There was one vehicle who sort of little beat the siren a little bit as an acknowledgement of the dozens of people standing on the overpass and along Capitol Drive. Just uh, they're standing on the sidewalk, on the grass, in the parking lot, in the median, at the the lawns of homes on the other side of Capitol Drive, people lining the route here. Just so many people here as it just continues. All right, Wyatt, thank you very much for uh, for standing out there. We do appreciate it. That procession now far from complete as it does move past where Wyatt is. The hearse has now made its way into Wisconsin Memorial Park. The rest of the procession waiting to do the same out there on the interstate. And on Barker, where the hearse passed several moments ago and hundreds of cars ago, people continue to stand with the flag, with their hand on their heart, saluting those men and women who are part of the procession as it makes its way north towards Capitol. Hey, Deb. Yeah. Can you get an idea how traffic's being impacted? Obviously, on Capitol and Barker, it is. Is that about the extent of it, do you believe? 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, the westbound side of Capitol Drive, it is a boulevard, so that's why it's a little bit easier for the westbound um, traffic to get through on Capitol. But uh, there are some heavier spots, folks slowing down to to pay their respects, etc. Um, and, and from what I can see, um, yeah, there's a backup, obviously, eastbound Capitol Drive, right at Barker Road, which is where everybody is turning onto Capitol Drive. So they're allowing that to go through. Um, and and my indications show basically everything east of the uh, Memorial Park actually obviously is just fine since there really isn't any other vehicles going through at this point. So um, from what I can tell, I think um, it's still very slow northbound on, on Barker Road. Is traffic heading westbound on Capitol unimpeded? For the most part, other than folks slowing down to maybe pay their respects, but this is a boulevard, Capitol Drive is, so there is a median strip there that um, that makes it a little bit easier instead of, you know, it keeps the, the directions a little bit more separated. So um, I think from what I can tell, it looks like everything seems to be going all right on westbound. So the hearse has now made its way inside Wisconsin Memorial Park, and it has actually stopped. It stopped inside the gate there. The family is also getting out of their vehicle right now. I see Peter Jerving's dad has just exited the uh, big bus that was carrying the family. His brothers and sisters have now gotten out. So likely what will happen from here is that the family will assemble. It's a private burial. The vehicles have all turned in. Some of the vehicles will turn back around and leave. That's what's happened in the past. Others will go to the grave site and will take part there. But the family has now gotten out. They're bundled in blankets. The temperature continues to drop a little bit out there, though still mild for a February. And the family now being bathed in the reflection of red and blue lights that continue to circle past them into Wisconsin Memorial Park. It is 530 at WTMJ.